It's amazing that you boars and ghouls keep coming back for more. You must be gluttons for punishment. <laughs> This is Filmsack. Oh, sure. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Filmsack, episode 437, where it almost feels like Halloween, but isn't quite yet. I'm Scott Johnson, and we're here to mine the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. Joining me today, Brian, he's got a firebird, and he's going to fly it all the way to Hollywood Dunaway. Room, look at my hair. I'm beautiful. Oh, hi. Hi. And now the final thoughts of a fat guy in a trailer park as he reflects on his life. Well, fat stuff. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Another no. time for oh. the last time. Yeah. But no need to get broke up. Oh, he's, he's breaking up. Now. He said broke up and Dad, then broke up. Damn it, son of a butthole. <laughs> and you guys aren't. The funny thing is, you guys haven't broken up for me at all now. Uh, that's so hilarious. I'm so breaking now up, but you guys aren't breaking you. up. But now, but see, and now you're not so at put all. It on so pause try it again. And let me, re- let me reboot my router because apparently that's what Scott thinks it is. All right, and I'm going to pause. We'll back. Okay. All right, we'll be the right. people at home. Will never- hey, it's like nothing ever happened. We didn't even go away. Done away, you were saying? Oh, I mean, what? Oh, you said something about the Corvette Firebird flying to Hollywood, Hollywood. and I said, I said, no way, man. Look at my, oh, oh, hi. <laughs> and now the final thoughts of a fat guy in a trailer park as he reflects on his life. Well, fat stuff, this is it. It's Miller time for the last time, but no need to get broke up about it. I mean, just look around you, fat so gribbons. What a beautiful <laughs> life you have lived, albeit too short and perhaps a little too fat. So, Goodbye, topless mermaid statuette. I won at the county fair, popping balloons in 84. See you, Iron Maiden mini poster. I won at the county fair, tossing rings in 86. I'll catch you on the flippy flop. Prize winning miniature fatso cow. I cow. Yes, right, cow. I kissed at the county fair in 87. I'll miss your face the most. I will carry our love into the afterlife like a burning torch to light my way. Loco! Loco! Hey, you know what? Bury me in the backyard with my bullshit hat, or don't bury me at all. (laughs) Dude. Wow. You made more backstory for Fatso than they gave Fatso. That's amazing. Well, man, I mean, yeah, well, you know, a picture's worth a thousand words, and for some reason they kept panning his house as he died, and I'm like, okay. I know, all the stuff that was getting shot. Like, yeah, you're right. Like, there's some lore there. I want to know more. more. Clearly an Iron Maiden fan. I must know more. Yeah. Uh, kind of boobs. Very nicely done. Also with us, Randy. You ever seen an oil slick poncho, Jordan? Aloha, Scott. Brad, Brad. Hi. Did Brad. I ever tell you boys about the time I ran a general store in Indian Country, just up the road from a cold water swimming hole that nope. was real popular with tenacious, thankful hitchhikers? <laughs> so thankful. <laughs> Why won't they stop saying thank you? Anyway. <laughs> You're going to be as successful as me in this venture as long as you follow my two, that's right, two rules. Number one, 
Stock that store with lots of valuable hardware tools and an open bucket of onions spilling out sideways. Don't you know exactly how that store smells now? Yes, you do. (laughs) Number two, make sure that everyone you ever come across has to drive a fairly great distance. What is it about driving in the country? I don't know, but it definitely makes people fail to see signs of danger or even the non-danger of a black plastic tarp. That'll be the end of you, Tasha Yar. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up because uh, I was going to later. That's totally what it reminded me of is the Tasha Yar killer. Finally, it gets its Holy film cow. debut. Yeah. Pretty good stuff. No, you mean prize winning. Holy cow. I guess prize be, winning. Holy cow. Yeah. And it wouldn't be its camera debut. It'd be its film debut because it was already on TV. No, no, no. Wait, this was before that. This was before it was ever on TV. Right. Also with us, Brian, thanks for the ride, Lady Ibbett. Yeah, once it made its transition to television, things were never the same for a plastic garbage bag. No, no. <laughs> okay. Stephen King, Creep Show 2 promo, take one. Hi, I'm Stephen King. You may know me from stories like Christine, Cujo, Pet Cemetery, and The Dead Zone. Well, coming to a theater near you this spring 1987 is an anthology series that I'm really excited about. I did listen to a bunch of his interviews, by the way. <laughs> Creep Show 2. Since my first novel, Carrie, I've written 27 suspense and terror novels, and sometimes I have an idea that doesn't need the 400-page treatment. Like the original Creep Show, Creep Show 2 collects three of those short stories into a full-length feature film. Take The Raft, for example, as we follow four teenagers who go swimming in an isolated mountain lake. The twist is that there's a no swimming sign on the lake that's been covered by overgrown vegetation. Uh, Okay, now let's do this again. All right. Stephen King, Creepshow 2 promo, take two. Hi, I'm Stephen King, and I want to tell you about Creepshow 2. You know... I write a lot of books, and when I can't finish one, I turn it into a short story. No, that's not good either. All right. Stephen King, Creep Show 2 promo, take three. Hi, I'm Stephen King, and I want to tell you about Creep Show 2. Here's what you can do if you go to your local multiplex. You can buy a ticket for Creep Show 2, then sneak into Beverly Hills Cop 2, which is playing in another theater. Once that's over, if you time it right, you can go back to the Creep Show 2 theater and watch the third segment called The Hitchhiker. Then you can sneak over to another theater and watch The Secret of My Success, starring Michael J. Fox and Helen Slater. You really put, you put a lot of this double story. check. Those it things were, yeah, they those were, things were all in the uh, theater at the same time. You were, you did a lot of historical. Uh, I did a little, did a little historical research. Yeah, I'm impressed with that. We don't usually require that kind of work here, but nicely done. <laughs> That's dedication. When we get, when we do your quarterly review, we'll remember this. We'll remember oh, good, this. thank yeah. you. I'm writing it down. Uh, as you heard Brian say a couple of times, Creep Show Two is what we're watching. And if you're at home going, wait a minute, you guys never did Creep Show One. Yeah, it's one of these again. Well, we're starting yep. Don't worry. There's no continuity. You can watch no. these in any order. <laughs> any or not order at all. You want. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, the big difference here is that Stephen King obviously still involved. These are his stories. But the first movie, uh, and, and George Romero, George A. Romero, the famous zombie man, did the screenplay in this one. In the first movie, he directed it, so it was a little bit more hands-on from Romero. Uh, I, I think I've seen both, but now I'm not 100% sure. I'm still not sure. If I've, oh, if I've seen you both, you've, you've seen both seen now, right? I have yeah. now, I'm sure. Cause I remember the Stephen King as a Chia pet thing from the first. Right, right. And you probably right. remember, uh, Leslie Nielsen bearing Ted Danson up to his neck for cheating on his wife. Yeah. 
head uh, dancing. Con- head, 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 head dancing. dancing. <laughs> Kinda, I have a memory of that, but it's super and vague. So. The third one was what a werewolf in a crate under the stairs or something. Oh, that I don't remember. Right. And then the stick together story was the was that this? No, I'm thinking of another one. See? I was thinking about the. I think I think it was like about a cat, but I could. No, that, that was the. Oh no, I think it was the cat, right? Because the Debbie Harry was Tales from the Dark Side. Right. Dan Aykroyd was Twilight Zone. Yeah. But the cat was I think not. It was a cat. The or, cat was or not. Or no, there was Cat's Eye. Yeah, Cat's Eye is what cat, the, the cat. cat's from. Right? <laughs> that's the problem with yeah. these. That's the problem with these bite-sized <laughs> anthology type stories is <laughs> is real easy to get them flipped around. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. But it's funny that the thing we're having the most problem remembering is the the stitched together story. <laughs> right. Yeah. And this one actually had this stitched together story was huge and animated yeah it was weird a right. very weird yeah. animated thing that i don't remember and this this is why i don't think i've seen the second one because i don't remember this animated stuff at all but i'm vaguely mm-hmm. aware of like the raft i have some memory of that hitchhiker thing but also the raft and the hitchhiker are kind of you know a million other things are like it so that's probably right. why they seem familiar to me and there was some show like Saturday Night Live or Mad TV or something mm. that had in a sketch a character uh, saying "Thanks for the ride, lady" over and over. <laughs> oh, and I don't know. I don't know what it was really? now, but it's in it's in the <laughs> deepest recesses of my memory. And I already had heard that line. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, this is the first time I'm watching Creep Show too, for sure. Mm-hmm. But I like as soon as the, that guy said that, I'm like, oh right, thanks for the ride, lady. By the way, a, and, that, is, that is such a good part of it. Of the whole, if you don't watch anything else, you got to see. At least oh, that you part. you have to watch that part, and you also have to watch the part after he's so mangled, but just laying on her on her shoulder, going. Yeah, a puppet <laughs> with a movable tongue. <laughs> By the way, uh, looking it up really quick, there were actually five segments in Creep Show One compared to the three in here, oh, and the um, the stitched together story was a kid who got the. Uh, uh, who got the creep show comic book from his dad and his mom's like, Oh, don't let him read that crap. And then he buys the, uh, I um, thought there was a quit smoking scene in that creep show. I, I that's cats. That's cat's, that cat's eye. Cat's, cat's eye. Dang yeah. it. Yep. Yeah. It was with uh, James Woods and a cat in a electrified, uh, yep. Electrified room. If I remember correctly, but, but, but again, no blame here because these things feel like they're all part they all of the same like thing. It's, it's all Stephen King short stories, essentially. I mean, kind of, right? yeah. So, I mean, like, yeah. and, and the funny yeah. thing is if you jump to 2019, which we now exist in, there are, I think at least two anthology shows happening concurrently that are Stephen King e- either, uh, connected and or created. So Hulu's got their, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, dark tower. Dar- no, not dark tower. It's, uh, Oh, it's an what? anthology show, and it's called uh, uh, it's Castle Rock. There you go, Castle Rock. Oh, Castle Rock. Castle yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, really, that's an anthology show. Yeah, and then you, yeah, that's, that's cool. another anthology show. And then, and I'm speaking only anthology because there are a number of King projects in the works, like yeah. the Stand TV right. show and Dark Tower TV show, and all that stuff. Like Randy mentioned, and but, and right this minute, as we're recording, uh, one of the top films uh, at the movies for the last three weeks has been it it too and guys yeah. it's three hours long yeah right it's a beast. i know we're seeing it today nice. tina and i it's Ooh, a, i want to go see it. it's Buckle a lot it's a beast that's <laughs> like that's like playing D D, man you're gonna be there forever yeah right? i know i know well uh, don't, uh, don't two popcorn the... bucket is there is there an intermission <laughs> right no you need to make one though uh what you want to do is get that app called p yeah, run, run p, p. Run run p. p. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, you get that oh. app and look at and look at it, and you start its timer when the movie starts. Can I just since I saw the, almost the spot. whole scene in the previews, can I just leave during the dancing naked grandma mm-hmm. bit and go refill mm-hmm. my popcorn? Absolutely yeah. not. You gotta witness that at the big <laughs> actually, screen, full screen naked dancing grandma. Yeah. Actually, for the middle ninety minutes of the movie, you want to change screens and watch Good Boys, and then come back to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we kind of could have done that at the. Uh, at the drive-in a few weeks ago. <laughs> oh, right. You were well, going to almost watch it there, and then you guys changed. Right, exactly. Yeah. It and Good Boys uh, were both playing at the drive-in. And uh, at one point during Good Boys, the only point at Good Boys where I looked away from the screen, I look over at the second drive-in screen, and it is the dancing grandma screen. Oh, nice. scene. Why did I look now? Like perfect timing. Dancing grandma. Why did I do it? But yeah, I just... Yeah, I want to really take a moment to underline the fact that the Stephen King book It, which is one of his best books in my opinion, maybe maybe his best. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I've I've I read them all. I've been told I've been told on Twitter that I'm not supposed to I talk about writing Stephen King books. It's really hard not to do, but I understand except why. Except the new yeah. one, the new one, The Institute. I've, I've got it. I'm gonna read it. I just haven't started yet. But how remarkable is it that the move, the movies it would which need to be stitched together as one, gosh, five hour long movie, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that 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 at like twenty nineteen, yeah, this is where we've come. It's oh, weird. That's and that's really my whole circle. That's my whole point. Is I mean, we certainly dabbled in the eighties. This movie we're watching to this week, Creepshow Two, is a good example of that. But you know, it was all kind of schlocky and terrible. Not good versions of things. Once in a while, yeah. something like The Shining would come out, and you'd be like, "Oh, okay, here we go. This is this is cool." <laughs> it was more like his non-horror things were much better than his horror things, like Shawshank and Stand by Me. Oh, absolutely. And- oh yeah, absolutely. Well, he's, a great, he's a great character writer, so I mean, it's it's good. Yeah, yeah. and that that's where he really shone in those times. But I think people really didn't have their heads around it. I think what happened is everybody who was a hardcore King fan in the day are now the people making TV, making film, making stuff deals making you know and now we're also in the streaming era where you can have two king anthology shows oh i didn't mention the other one which is creep show uh showing mm-hmm. on the shutter network and yeah. apparently it's good i'm looking at some reviews here and people are raving <laughs> and, about and it apparently well yeah i watched it and it is good conditionally oh i think good-ish, we would say goodish right. Con- conditionally conditionally it's goodish yeah tell me what is... you mean by that what do you mean by goodish or conditionally <clears throat> or conditional well because if you you have to really kind of be into that you can't just pick anybody off the street and go we're gonna watch the creep show it's not gonna work for you mm-hmm. uh this is if if you're really like into these kind of little short you know 20 minute shows where something weird happens and you know you gotta you gotta park your brain at the door. This is good stuff. Well, yeah, but this that's that's what's so hot right now because you got things like yeah. Black Mirror, which really, in a lot of ways, you could credit with the big comeback of an right, anthology show for sure. Right, um, right. And there are there's a bunch of others that aren't King related that people really like that are popping up everywhere. So we are really in a weird Renaissance period of of that. And well, I'm enjoying it. Iron- ironically, the two big ones like Outer Limits and. Um, Twilight, Twilight Zone. Zone. Twilight Zone. Those two are currently. Oh no, no, there is a there is a new Twilight Zone, right? There's a new show. Yeah, there on. is. Yeah, there is. Yeah, the CBS one that. Uh, yeah. Right, and, right. Uh, uh, us and. Uh, mm-hmm. Get think, out, guy. Do you think they'll ever bring? Because they uh, feel Jordan Peele. Get out, guy. Jordan Peele. Get out, guy. Get out, guy. And we f- we fumbled around with this in other eras or other decades where it was like in the '90s you could get Outer Limits and there were you know the yeah. Tales from the Crypt and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we've ever really left, but it feels like it's a bit of a heyday right now. And uh, right. I was wondering, um, 
if we'd ever see uh what's the alfred hitchcock one alfred hitchcock presents alfred hitchcock presents yeah yeah, yeah. Wouldn't that be cool? I love those. Those were cool. I, I remember a few really good ones from the like the eighties or early nineties resurgence of those that um uh that I thought were really cool. Oh, like there right. was a yeah. there was a time that they brought those back too. That's right. And I can't remember if they were remakes of original ones that he'd written or if they were um new ones specifically written for this. But yeah, it, we should bring those back too. Well, you know, wasn't Red Shoe, Anime, Red Shoe Diaries was like a stories oh yeah, show. amazing stories would be great. Well, wait, yeah. I thought I think that's happening over at the Apple oh, stuff. Yeah, oh, Spielberg. Right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And, it's, and, and what's cool is that they all ha- have their thing, right? Black Mirror is like technology horror anthology, right. and Creep Show. I'm guessing with the Shutter thing is more fantasy. traditional horror. Oh, is it kind of fantasy but, horror? Can I, can I just stop you for a minute? Did anybody watching Creep Show two? think about black mirror like think about how oh yeah not even once like no <laughs> i mean i not never did I, other than in the category it's in i i did think of that because i wrote up my notes about you know this conversation we're having now but not not in a very direct way like none of these seemed that there's there's something about the way that black mirror does it well, because, that is is unique and and i think is is duly credited for making this take off again like that's that stuff's mm-hmm. amazing I think. Well, yeah, you get the feeling Charlie Booker wants the, this one conceit that is opposed to Stephen King, mm-hmm. and that is do not allow something to be supernatural. Right. Like, ju- if it's if it's going to be supernatural, you just assume that it's normal in the universe that you put your story. Right. And so, like, that really separates them as writers, yeah. right? Because Stephen King is just like, I believe in a universe that's filled with hell and space demons you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah but in the case of like black mirror is always rooting it in what if mm-hmm. tech went here or or let's take something like you know social media today hey what if 100 years from now it was the only yeah. currency if you liked people it's or you worst, didn't like it's them. worst case scenario stuff right it's yeah. like oh, what's going to be the worst case scenario with this technology oh this is bad yeah and it's smart well, because and- it makes us go oh yeah i can relate to this because i understand social networking today and i can see the through line you've made here to what it could be or what constant camera exposure means to a, to the human race over time, or you know whatever it is, those are really fun thought experiments that we can relate to because we're in well, part of it now, and so it plays with anyway, our you know our expectations. It's great. And there's also a content discussion, right? Stephen King is in this rarefied strata of writers who want to gross you out. They want to find a moment where you go, "Ooh, it's so gross!" What I'm what I've just read or what I've just seen. Mm-hmm. and that it that right there that's that's not something that everybody does no. like the 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 raft uh sequence that made by other people like written by other people does not have all of the grossness that this one does and it actually elevates it at least in that in that particular case that's i don't think uh, i agree i don't think chief chief Woodenhead. <laughs> Old, right old yeah. chief woodenhead yeah, old yeah. Chief that, woodenhead. that remind me of amazing yeah. stories that was I don't think, amazing stories up yeah. and down but me. i don't think that one is necessarily elevated by the gross out moments right. it's just uh you know yeah, yeah no i mean it's it it almost felt well whatever i mostly laughed through that one that whole thing because it's just dumb mm-hmm. like it's right and you know i don't i don't necessarily think that stephen king tries to gross you out i think that he no no i think i think it's more of a he approaches things he approaches life. It almost makes it very raw because I mean, most of the things that happen that are toilet humor or that kind of thing is, is rooted in a different place. It's not like, Oh, I'm going to try to gross you out. It's more like you've probably never thought about this, but 
Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's kind of like, he I likes what he ifs like, and then he, like he likes to take him to the extreme. Like what if yes. you, you right. what if you died or what if you're doing it with your husband that you don't really like and then he dies in the middle of it? <laughs> right. But you're, chained, While you're tied up to the bed. Yeah, you're you're, you're handcuffed to the bed. What do you do? And then like he does that so often. The stand is while, you know, peppered with supernatural elements uh, later in the book. The stand is all about what if a giant virus wiped everybody out? And at the time he wrote that, that was still a kind of a new idea. And so then you just start building on that. Oh, well, then this would happen. But then that would happen. Like, here's where the dominoes will fall. And what he does do, to Randy's point, I think, is in those scenarios, he will then find ways of saying, well, if this happened, then this horrible thing would happen. And look at this then horrible thing. And we're going to talk yes. about it. Right. And yeah. he's like, and we're going to talk about it. Right. And that's, that's, that's what I think. Yeah. That's and pretty we're much what he said yeah. in one of those, yeah, one of those interviews that I watched to kind of get his voice and his mannerisms for this was like him talking. It was a Charlie Rose interview from 1993 and him talking about, yeah, you know, there's a difference for me between suspense and horror. And people describe me as a horror writer. And I feel like I'm more of a suspense writer. Horror is, is what you do with your sister at the table when you have a big mouthful of mashed potatoes and, and gravy and you open your mouth while it's filled with that, that stuff. That's horror. Whereas uh, suspense is the waiting for, <laughs> the waiting, waiting for, for it to happen. Waiting for it to happen. <laughs> wow. That's the example he used. That's hilarious. Well, he, I'm extrapolating. He talks right, right, about right. the opening your mouth with the food and it is horror, but he doesn't extrapolate it to the, the waiting for it as a suspense. He just says that I'm more of a suspense writer, but yeah, I think in a lot of ways that's true. I mean, my, my favorite King stuff is not the horror stories, although I, I agree that it is one of his best books. I think there's plenty of let's let's OK, we got to We got to talk about this. Sure. Because yeah. I just, it's, you know, thanks to Twitter. It's been on my mind. Mm-hmm. So uh, can you name the Stephen King book or books that let you down so bad? Oh, like, let me down. Oh, like, let me down. Huh? Yeah. Uh, well, it wasn't. I mean, my favorite two books in the world are Dark Tower, this Dark Tower series and my favorite standalone book. Uh, it's probably tied with American Gods, but my, f- it's close is the stand. So I, I know I love those so on the, on the other end, what would those be? Oh man. Well, yeah. And that's, that's, that's one, the problem. That like, me down. Yeah. I don't think I to have really, either. To right? really set this, like, be, like I say, I've read them all to really set this. You got to understand my favorite book of all time. Like if you told me, Hey, you've got about 18 hours to live. Uh, you want to sit here and read a book. I would read the middle 80% of wizard and glass because oh, it's so just good. so good. Yeah, it's really so good. Because of that, and because Stephen King has also done so many, like the 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 book Rita Hayworth and Shawshank Redemption is better than the movie. I'm I'm telling you, it's like because of that, he's made such great uh, uh, produce of his writing. The the other books, every now and then, I just remember like growing up. So you'd hear, oh, there's a new Stephen King book coming out, yeah. and it's called Bag of Bones, and you're like, yeah, <laughs> and then you see it at at what was the what was the bookstore in the mall? Uh, Walden Walden Books, yeah, Walden, yeah, Walden Books. Books. You see it, and it's on this display out, big, huge cover on on uh, cardboard, and you're like, yeah, Bag of Bones, yeah. and then you get that, and I I personally experienced that so many times with Rose Matter. And the girl who loved Tom Gordon and Dolores Claiborne and these books like 
you you keep coming back and giving it a chance and they just suck rose matter was not great uh i'll give you uh, you know what probably that's my least favorite but there's one that no one likes that i really like which is the cell or just cell rather it's just cell oh yeah Yeah, it's the one about cell phones suddenly emit a code that if you were listening to it at the right moment you became a deranged zombie and just murdered whoever was ever in front of you eviscerated them there's something about that book i totally dig on and I think it's a throwaway idea. It's one of his like, what if this happened where the phones did a thing? <laughs> like, oh my God. George Lucas uh, <laughs> is, is suddenly here. Yeah. But it, it, def- it definitely is one of those, you know, Chuck, it, it, it feels like a creep show idea. Like, honestly, it feels like a short whatever. And it kind of is, but it's a full novel. And I, but I like it anyway. And I think I'm that way with pretty much all his stuff. Even the bad endings to like things like Tommy knockers or needful things had a crappy ending. Um, He's known for his crappy endings, right? Like he's not great at right. his endings. I, I mean, yes and no, right? Like the ending, and now I'm talking movies. The endings of movies like Misery or The Green Mile or Shawshank Redemption uh, are fantastic, and yeah. you have to credit Stephen King, right? Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. It's weird that those short stories, Richard Bachman stuff, that ended up making serious Oscar contender style movies, have these really strong endings, and is and the stuff with like lots of you know, uh, fantasy fiction and, and supernatural elements don't necessarily land kind of the, stick those landings. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's weird. Yeah. The worst ending I ever read was in the dome. And I loved the dome oh up until the end, but everything else, or Shut sorry, past up. that. I've got under the dome right here next to my bed. I'm reading it right now. Okay. Let me just say this to you, Brian. This is not, a, it's not a spoiler or anything. I'm just, Stop I'm very page, uh, 294. When, <laughs> When you get there, oh, that book's way better than that. But when you get there, you tell me, because maybe maybe it's been too long and I don't have the right attitude about it. Maybe it was better ending than I thought. But I loved that book up to the ending. I loved it. And I'd read it again I, I think, based on just the rest of the story because right. I thought it was great. As, as I've gotten older and, as, and the more Stephen King I've read over the years, I'm okay with taking a journey with him, even if the ending doesn't happen where I want it to happen or if it's not as fulfilling because it's always the journey for me with Stephen King and just and getting in the car with him and just riding and him pointing out stuff. I'm like, yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah. That's there's cool, there's a bit of that. Sure. I, it's, there's a quality to him that I, I like. And I kind of wish his kids had it. I like Joe Hill's books a lot. And I like the other, right. uh, he actually used the King name. I forgot his name. The other brother. Yeah. Um, they wrote a couple things together too. Didn't yeah. They? They're really good. Like lock and key, which is a comic, but that, yeah. that 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 graphic novel is one of the greatest things I ever read. That was a Joe Hill joint, but I also read a few of his books. And sorry, the one thing that they miss or they don't have is that feeling of I'm being taken on a ride and I'm about to be shown some right. wacky stuff. And and there's something about Stephen King's work that does that. And it's hard to hard to quantify. I don't even know how to define it, but I love it. When you when you read his book on writing, you guys read his book on writing? No, I keep hmm. meaning to. No. Yes, I it's have. Good, it's a good book. It's a good book. I enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, yeah, it, I, he's just so prolific. It's just really hard to imagine. Yeah, like, that's the thing. This is, like, the eighth or ninth Stephen King written or inspired movie we've watched on FilmSack. It's incredible. Yeah. Like, it's, when you start thinking about, we watch Thinner, we watch Maximum Overdrive, we watch The Running Man, The Running Man. Like, right. I mean, it's just, like, I forget that that's we're, a, yeah. Yeah, and it's That's just like enjoyment. so many things that we you can't avoid Stephen King, uh, and like <laughs> of course some of them are going to be better than others. <laughs> yeah, he deserves it. And like if they ever do a Rushmore for like most influential oh. creators of the let's say the seventies through the two thousands, his head's in there. 
It's got to be. Oh, yeah. Right? You got him and Spielberg His and big, Lucas. ugly and, head and those weird-looking glasses. Yeah. He's in there. He's in there going, hey, I'm going to put myself in my fifth I Dark Tower book. I what do you think of that? I didn't recognize him. I've seen this movie before, and I didn't even recognize him at first as the truck driver because he wasn't wearing his big, you know, giant glasses. And right. Like, and I, and I these like, days, oh, man, those things are thick, too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's one thing I just kept he's getting distracted blind. by in his interviews. Yeah. Just he's, like me, he's lying. He's very, yep. uh, and he's the way he looks today, I, I really like his look today. It just looks like this chiseled, weird-looking, aging writer dude that looks a little crazy, but also... Right, kind of grandfatherish. I, was, and I, mm-hmm. I think he's awesome. I, was, I, I love his tweets, by the way. He is he is so much fun to to watch. Oh, really? Politically. Oh, yeah. He's a good, uh, don't good yeah, Twitter. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, does he know how but, to end his tweets? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, they're always no, terrible cliffhangers and uh, dot, 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 bad <laughs> resolution. <laughs> dot dot dot. That twist is two hundred and eighty characters. Yeah. Right? <laughs> He but, uh, really hates but, he really hates Trump. So if you're if you're okay yeah. with a but few that's tweets fine. like you that, you can hate Trump, love Trump. I don't care. I just enjoy his entertainment. No, that's what I'm that's what I'm him. saying though. Sure. Is if you can deal right. with a few tweets like that one direction or the other, then you'll you'll be all right. Right. He always keeps it entertaining. He's a good so, follow. Uh, yeah. I forget what I was what I was going to say. Oh, but oh, I was trying to remember because he was talking. Uh, he was talking during Creep Show when in his little cameo, he was talking about. Oh yeah. People, you would be surprised how often people get hit. And I was like, was this before he got hit? Definitely before. It happened in ninety. Oh, it happened wow. in ninety nine. So yeah, I wrote that down like too. Foreshadowing. So in ninety nine, he got Crazy. hit by that van yeah. while he was out walking, and uh, almost quit writing altogether. Uh, right. Got hooked on painkillers for a while. He ended up. Uh, There's a really good um, uh, fresh air interview that where all this stuff gets talked about in about two thousand one or two, but. Anyway, then he returns to writing. He writes himself into that fifth, I think it was the fifth novel for the Dark Tower series, which really rubbed a lot of people wrong. But they right. had Wolves of the Kala. Yeah, Wolves of the Kala, I think, where he gets hit by the van and he's in it. And the Roland and those guys have to go find this Psy King who is, you know, supposedly this this clairvoyant in the in the modern world. And it's it's kind of a terrible idea. And I don't know why he did it. But anyway, uh, but yeah, when I when I saw that scene, I went, "Oh, this is all just a little too on the yeah, nose." Yeah, I felt like he was <laughs> wink, winking, and nodding it to the camera. It's like wink, wink happens all the time. Yeah, wink, but this nod. was like twenty years before that would happen or more. Yeah, so it's crazy, crazy. Yeah, I thought that was nuts because that was ninety nine. Yeah, he got hit ninety nine. Is what it was. Wow, is that late along? Yeah, yeah I guess it was. It was Man, pretty late. Years later, yeah, and I messed so him did- up pretty bad. Almost killed him. So. Right. So did anybody and, recognize any actors in this film that was just like, oh, oh my gosh, God. I can't believe Tom <laughs> Savini so- is the creep. Well, didn't obviously no. didn't recognize Tom Savini, but uh, George right. Kennedy, of course, from all the police oh, squad. I the love heart. him. I love George Kennedy. Yeah, I do, too. Yeah. yeah. I I found it really, really hard to uh, watch a young Bill Tench from Mindhunter with long, yeah. straight black hair. Wait a minute. I just couldn't take that stop I, for a second that's it, not who that yeah. is yeah. What, yeah the the native american kid the sam, uh, yeah sam oh yeah. my sam, gosh yeah. are you kidding yeah, yeah I, I, you, too. I didn't even i didn't know that dude i think about bill tench at least twice a day the, the character I know, <laughs> I know and there he was right in front of you going to hollywood to be native this this very like uh like irish scottish i don't know what his background is but you know he is absolutely not Native American or anything like the wow. actor. Okay, I'm looking at it yeah. now. You're right. <laughs> I cannot believe he is Sam White Moon. That's yeah. a yeah. that's crazy to me. Sorry, yeah. I'm a and little I'm a little bold over here. That just blows my mind. Wow. All right. And like it should. 
like <laughs> despite that complaint that they had no business casting this this blue-eyed <laughs> very pale european actor uh in this role he does a good job like he's he's scary he's got an amazing stomach he's an alien. yeah right he shows it off too doesn't he yeah oh yeah totally i had no idea that was him i mean i literally i think he is the greatest thing on netflix right now i love that guy but i huh. didn't know that was him and he's so thin well, and bill tench today also in uh fight club and alien three too wow yeah. Yeah, gets, those are really. I I actually went and looked at these while while watching this movie last night. Mm-hmm. I was like, he was in Fight Club. It's like it's not much of a role. He barely oh, really? appears in Fight Club. Okay, yeah. If in fact, I would I would actually say, uh, Mindhunter is the first real big success for him. Like as an actor, he's worked hard on a lot of crap. Yeah, he deserves it. Um, and he's the he's the. I don't think he was even supposed to be in the beginning of Mindhunter. He has become, as far as I'm concerned, the character that I want to follow. He is just so interesting and oh, has such well, a great arc. It's well, I know you haven't watched that show yet, but when you do, you're just going to freaking love it. I might actually do it next. I started watching something last night that I was just having a hard time getting into, so that might I might jump over to that. That's just nuts to yeah, me once, that that's him. Once I, once I saw through the, the, the wig mm-hmm. and saw you know Bill Tench in there like 30 years ago, uh, I couldn't. I couldn't take it seriously. That whole sequence in the store. With <laughs> I the didn't hold up, know. I just couldn't. Well, I had a hard time taking it serious anyway, and I didn't know. So it's you know, fair enough, I guess. But he is an interesting dude. Now I'm gonna. Now I'm gonna go down some other rabbit holes after the show today because I want to know the, how the, he got. The original there question was: Was there someone who jumped out for you? Yeah. And yes, absolutely, there it is. Right. Uh, there's a lot of people in this film who who fit their role perfectly and i've never heard of them or seen them before and i was just like like all of the teenagers in the raft sequence i thought they were all perfect for their roles yeah they were pretty Uh, good do you guys like it when someone in the in the movie we watch has one of our names i love that there was a guy named randy oh my god so much so much randy uh yelling in that in that scene yeah this was 87 and we we really like to use the word randy for uh meaning that you were randy yeah you were horny yeah yeah. that was a thing uh, also, he his name. Gosh dang it! Can we talk about him for a second? That really annoyed me. So the so the raft one is arguably mm-hmm. the the most horror movie of the three, and is is, mm-hmm. pr- is pretty good. I mean, it's it's cheesy, but it's gory and it's fun and whatever. Um, but it's somehow somehow I don't know. It stood out for me uh, over over right. the others. But anyway, this Randy character, who the other dude Dean kept calling Poncho, which was a reference to the Poncho character from the TV show the that Cisco the fat kid, guy was Cisco, watching. Yeah, yeah, the Cisco kid yeah. thing. Anyway, everywhere it was everywhere yeah it was a weird that was a weird throughput i thought but anyway right. whatever yeah uh the, was, there, was there a reference to it in the hitchhiker by the way i know there was one no in, there was i don't think i don't think so yeah okay as far okay. as i know which, which is weirder which I was is like yeah. what was the point yeah, yeah what, why and if you're gonna carry it through to two of the stories why not carry it right. to the third one as right well? I, lo- right. I like that idea even mm-hmm. when it makes no sense but they stopped it too and that doesn't make sense yeah. but Anyway, uh, so the point is, he's out there, and it's all, to me, all the things are happening that are supposed to in that entire sequence. People are dying the way they're supposed to. They're afraid to leave like they're supposed to. They stay there all night like they're supposed to. Like, they're doing horror stuff. But when he wakes up in the morning after the coldest (laughs) night of his life, where the actor, by the way, according to the trivia, almost died from hypothermia, and they had to extend it a day for filming. (laughs) He wakes up, and the first thing he thinks of is, let's lay her out while she's asleep, and let's see if I can't get a little uh, uh, macking going on. Uh, and uh, get a little booby action going before before the, the you know the return of the yeah. freaking plastic carpet well, or whatever. And that, 
and that's all Stephen King right there. I Stephen King cannot part. have a character just be, you know, like a normal person. Like Stephen well, King has to stop and say, "Ah, oh, it's a horny teenager." I'm I disagree. You are a rapist. Okay. All right. Because the because the first girl that dies uh, is kind of like the the oh, nice one of the four, right? Like yes. she's like you and know, she's killed off real. instantly. <laughs> she is, and it seems like all right if you're following the trope and everything else about the raft follows the trope, except the the twist is that there's really no twist. That yeah, right, that right. okay, no there's a no swimming, swimming sign. Oh, really? Dang. That's the like the reveal. <laughs> I like right. have a have a an overturned uh, nuclear waste uh, barrel right, or something right. on the side in the you know overgrown in the bushes or something. That's been done. So yeah, many but times. it would have worked better. I agree, but it worked better. It's better than no swimming. Like somebody said, "Oh, I've got a big deadly garbage bag in the <laughs> middle of my lake. I better put up a no swimming sign." <laughs> I mean, we call it a garbage bag for, to their credit, they were trying to create what was like an oil slick, but it just looked like a garbage bag. It's yeah, just I can't say it was oil slick. I'm like, that's no oil slick. Yeah, but, there, were, uh, there were moments the, it looked okay, but whatever. You know, the trope is that the person who's kind of got the good heart is the one who kind of gets to escape at the end. Yeah. And to kill her off first for like, oh, wow, okay, she and she and the, uh, and Randy went off and did like, uh, uh, humanitarian work where they clean, yeah. uh, you know, birds off from an oil slick and all that. Wow. Okay. I guess they're probably going to be the ones who survive. Nope. She's going to make a run or make a swim for it. And, uh, is that <laughs> what happened? She just get yanked in. I can't remember what happened. No, she, she got, got yanked in cause she wanted yeah. to touch the, cause oh, she, was, she, was, right. cause she just started getting high, which made no sense because in the car, she's like, no, thank you. No right. pot. Yeah. All you party right. animals are crazy. Yeah. But then when she gets out on the raft, she's all like, Hey Deke, give me some of that smoke. And so then she hits it a couple of times and she starts walking over and starts poking at the thing. I'm like, what yeah. is going on? With she's all booger. Right? She's all boogering down there with her finger. And I'm thinking, Oh yeah, that'll, right. that'll turn out great for you. You're going to be, <laughs> you're going to do real good. But then the, but his whole thing in the middle with him assaulting the sleeping girl. Yes. Right. Is Molesting, the most yeah. out of, out of context, out of nowhere. Right. No one's doing that yeah, ever exactly. in this right. context. No. It's not exactly. happening. Like, Oh my gosh, I'll keep you warm, no problem. And yeah, oh my, this is the scariest thing that's ever happened. Well, hopefully somebody will come. By the way, uh, while you're asleep, I'm going to see if I can grab a boob. Yeah, let's get a little right. action going on. He's like, and how hard is she sleeping? Because wow, no kidding. Well, and then you know it's his fault because now Randy? her face, her face is on the, her face is on the wood, and and out comes the uh, uh, the goop and gets right the on shorts. her face and. That was the end of that, and she really got it back. Because by the end, she was just a skeleton head floating out there, which right. is yeah, pretty still cool. Yelling. So there was a yeah, there was fun to be had with that segment, but I just hated the horny bit because it made no sense to me. Like that's just and out they could of have done so much. Have some have some bones and stuff in the uh, in, floating around in the muck, right? Like have it so that like they might be able to figure out what's going on and have a little bit of foreshadowing if that duck that gets killed or the loon or whatever it is that gets killed while they're swimming out there. <laughs> Um, you see its bones kind of resting on it's like, oh, all right, this thing's what kind if, of evil. What if that reveal tracking shot at the very end kept going over to the area where the oil slick poops all the bones into a pile? <laughs> that would have been, okay. that been and it was reason. just like hidden around a little bend so they couldn't have right. ever seen it. Yeah. Or and like or uh, the oil slick like Yeah. Or it gets out and it drives the Camaro away so that another group of teenagers can <laughs> yeah, show up yeah. and not be. No, that that uh. dude, that 
That thing had to be dead. There's no way the radio plays all night. Nobody's yeah, diehard. That that right. battery that's the same that song. It's like they bought a CD or a cassette single, like a single, right. yeah. that had one song on it, had it on auto reverse. And yeah, <laughs> and it was some bad foreigner ripoff band. It wasn't even a good right. band. But the, right. the the that was one of the things I kept thinking about is that poor radio, like that bat battery's gonna yeah. die. But no, somehow supernaturally the battery's just fine after all that time. Right. 1978 Camaro with a bra. On the yeah, dude. Tip. That yeah. was weird. It's pretty hot. I, was a, I, I really enjoyed like the cars the in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I want to talk about them for some reason. I don't know why. You can yeah. totally talk about the Mercedes. They make a point to show you the cars pretty, pretty seriously. And so. they talk about yeah, it a lot. I guess, I guess Stephen King loves cars. I, he's said that yeah. several times. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the real standout is the uh, Pontiac Fleet Leader that is described as a limousine. Yeah, I thought that was really funny. Yeah, uh, that's a that's a early fifties <laughs> Pontiac, and that thing that thing uh, according to the trivia actually overheated oh, in yeah. the shooting of the movie. Bet you it could is it happening. Yeah, I could feel it just looking at it. It's funny is uh, he he likes he likes cars. Stephen King likes cars. He just doesn't like vans. Weirdly, I don't know what that's about. Eh. <laughs> mm. doesn't like the 1999 uh, vans weird so uh we haven't oh there's so much in, this is a problem with these anthology movies because yeah you, there's so so much to say about each one of these and in clips today you guys are going to hear so much <laughs> there's so much in here but most of it yeah. comes from one and two. Third one there's not a lot of stuff there's mm-hmm. some but there's not a lot, a lot of, a lot of annie talking to herself yeah, right. that's the only way you can do something like that and have dialogue is is you know Annie saying, "All right, well, there's another two thousand uh, dollar repair. Yes. Way to go! That mm-hmm. looked like it just drove off a lot. I kept waiting for her to like keep uh, keep figuring out how much all these things cost by the orgasm. Like, oh great, okay, well, the that's bumper just said for too. That's about fourteen hundred dollars, which is still about two hundred twelve dollars per orgasm. <laughs> Yeah, I kept I kept waiting for that too because I was like, okay, we, we're doing a lot of math during this episode or, or during this segment. And I'm like, okay, so the orgasms we we specify those are twenty five dollars a pop, or yeah. really that's not the right math. She paid more than that. Maybe she left a tip. Anywho, yeah. Uh, at the end, she's try, she kept trying to throw like money at the hey lady, thanks for the okay. ride. She was throwing money. How, can I give you a twenty? 50 i'm like well how many orgasms do you want lady i mean i didn't i wasn't sure yeah. what the math does was she, all about does yeah. she have a handbag or does she just have a, like a little sack full of wadded up uh right. wadded up great, uh, bills this is a great question also, but i i still don't know i mean you guys can tell me what you think but i'm still not 100 percent sure that that guy she hit existed i don't i think i wonder oh, if that whole no, segment no, no, no. It, yeah. did he so, so like Every story like these, right? It's all, uh, and this is actually a trope. So give me a trope. Hey, we haven't played one yet, and there have been a ton already, so we should probably. Uh, Karma's going to kill you. And every one of these stories is about people doing something bad, and karma immediately just bludgeons them. Uh, but the first and third are the are the good ones, right? So, like, yes, if you murder a nice old couple in their general store, karma comes and kills you very, very quickly. And yes, if you, I guess, are are spending your husband's money on a prostitute dude, uh, karma comes and gets you pretty quick. But the middle story. I'm not uh, exactly following what the what the huge crime was <laughs> that these kids committed. I think it's like there's adults they saying, "Oh, they was it drugs? They're doing it, drugs it was, and they're being they're being right. uh, lascivious." It's, it's and morality whatever. tales, right? Yeah. It's it's our it's our fairy tales 
which is where most of these come from. Excuse me, I consider most as fantasy. Okay, so karma, karma's killing them for get for doing pot for being, and for, for being trying to have sex on a lake. Yes, yeah, okay. because yeah, that's right. what you used to do. You used to tell kids, it's like, oh, you don't want to do that because then you get involved with this, and then karma's going to get the you. Next thing you know, <laughs> yeah, it's for re- being re- rebellious teenagers. Like it's the oldest crime in t- in, in time. Yeah, all the adults, all the old and, fuddies think that they're up to no good, that sort of thing. And it's super, super common, and it's also very common in Stephen King. Uh, stories like it's like this is a trope that just it's everywhere oh it just keeps but on giving I, since yeah. i since i mentioned the running man earlier i just love how that movie it, it has this trope over and over yeah like people keep getting killed by karma as soon oh. as they're revealed to be uh, a bad guy i gotta watch the running man again i enjoy that yeah. movie mm-hmm. just on the do face really? of it yeah i do I is that is that ripe for a remake like uh it and mm. uh pet cemetery like do we need a running man remake hmm. I, I can see that but uh you'd have to have instead of uh richard dawson you'd have to have old uh who'd have Drew a carry how about Drew, 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 carry? Jeff <laughs> Drew, Drew carry dude he would be amazing uh, our probes to be good <laughs> all right or, make um... sure to spay and neuter your pets and uh <laughs> i mean there's something about that that kind of works because he's got that kind of jolly happy persona but yeah. then behind the scenes you could turn him into a real a-hole right yeah because i mean oh, richard really. dawson you know totally did the whole i'm a dick behind the scenes kind of thing yeah what right. do you what do you guys make of this broad cultural backlash toward remakes that is paradoxically ma- married to a lot of people spending a lot of money to watch remakes? i think mm-hmm. it's uh the dumbest thing ever because uh who cares like this there, there's two notions that are just complete bunk. One is that you're going to destroy my childhood by remaking a thing. F that. Who cares? It doesn't change the original thing. If you still like that, better go watch that. Um, you can never see the new thing if you don't want to. If you think Ghostbusters was ruined by a bunch of ladies, you're just I, I can't help you. But yeah, that was a stupid argument. I have no problem. I mean, I I have no problem telling you when I think a remake is bad, but I have no problem with them making the effort. Uh, and and also sequels that are way late like this. Matrix Four News is super stoking for me. I'm I'm jazzed. Why? Because it could be cool. It, it could it be terrible. Absolutely. But what's the problem? <laughs> Go ahead. I make your thing. I mean, I hear you, but you saw the reaction to some per- random person mentioning that they could someone could remake the Princess Bride. The reaction was <laughs> insane. I mean, that's yeah. a, that's a it movie. was really kind of charming. So I mean, I can't... that's yeah, that's a tough thing, right? Because right. We can talk all day about like, oh, it'd be really cool to remake uh, Running Man or remake RoboCop or I guess they kind of did remake RoboCop or remaking you know, a lot of these things from from the 80s. But that one does feel like holy ground. It feels like it, an untouchable well, thing. And since, and since you can access that feeling, you can kind of understand why mm-hmm. some people have other holy ground that sure but to me it's not holy to holy me it will never be holy ground it's it's holy ground unto itself and it can still be enjoyed in that way but if sony remakes the princess bride all right i mean it may be terrible mm-hmm. it may be good i don't know but i don't understand it how it ruin the yeah whether it's good or bad it doesn't have any effect on what on, on how our enjoyment of the original right this is and, the same way and I feel like about, i say yeah just to pick up a, a movie at random that i think is great and doesn't need to be remade uh if someone said we're going to make a, a new raising Arizona, I, I would be like at the, at first I would be like, yeah, I don't need to see that. <laughs> I've got raising Arizona, but yeah. I would go see it. And that's the would. weird thing. I would go spend the money. Yeah. I don't know why. That's the <laughs> paradox. Know? That's the paradox you're talking yeah. about. Cause we're all going to see right, well, it. You know, is the, is the thing is the, uh, is the remake 
uh, success hinged on the uh, how much of the film is about the story versus how much is the people in it. For example, Point Break, right? They try and remake Point Break, but without Keanu Reeves and without um, uh, no uh, dead guy, baby in the, baby dead in the corner. Guy. Uh, <laughs> Patrick Swayze he's, he's Patrick, Patrick, Swayze, Patrick Swayze he will ruin your uh, ceramic your clay pottery right. right exactly but without those two I mean it really Point Break isn't about the story as much as it's about those two actors and that's what makes the the first one so beloved I think that might be the case with Princess Bride that's not necessarily the case with um, uh, what's an example of something that got remade that that's actually you know the remake is actually pretty good compared. well i'll, I'll Oceans, give you here let me give well, you let me give you an example that is the primest and great. best yeah. and biggest example of all time to ever be known by mankind and that would Whoa. be the essential retelling and rebooting of a little franchise known as mad max they called it fury road <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> Why did I not see that coming? I, like, I didn't he, either. Yeah. I should have heard the really engine revving, for, revving from a mile and away. I remember people in like 2011 through 2013 or so going, oh no, what are you doing? This is a bad idea. I don't care if it is George uh, Miller. I don't care who, blah, blah, blah. Like people were freaking out. The casting made everybody mad, all this stuff. And then it comes out and it's the best damn thing they ever did with that franchise. 100% up and down. It's very hard to make an argument against that. So it can happen. And that's why and my attitude is go for it. Let's see if you can pull it off. And if you can't, it, well, it happens all the time in certain genres. I right. just want to point out Westerns uh, often, often uh, modern, the modern version took a, a sort of middling older film, found what was great in it and, and, you know, became oh, yeah. an exemplary part of the form. Like three we were talking like about that. Westerns. Yeah. We were, yeah. We were talking about Westerns before the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, we discovered that Brian Ibbett has never seen one of the five best modern Westerns. And by the <laughs> way, by the way, the five best modern Westerns, this is just my opinion, okay. are uh, Unforgiven, 310 to Yuma, Open Range, Dances with Wolves, and Tombstone. Yeah. Just my opinion. Fair enough. I would I would uh, maybe sneak Silverado in there, but I have a soft spot for that thing. So uh, 310 to Yuma is a remake. Yeah. Uh, you know, of not a great sixties sixties era Western that wasn't that great. There's not yeah. too much remarkable about it, except they, like you said, they pulled the points that mattered and made a better yes. movie. Yeah, yes, and the 2007 film is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Top five modern westerns. Uh, true grit. You got to stick two grit in there. I'd say. Mm-hmm. I know that's controversial. Some people love the first one, but I think that True yeah, Grit remake from the Coen Brothers is enjoy True Grit. Really yeah. good. Yeah. But, anyway, you need to watch Open Range, Brian Ibbett. Oh, it's yep, so good. I, I wish it was. Uh, I really wish it was streaming. I'd, I'd actually put it on the list to watch this week, but I uh, might have to. Maybe I'll rent it. Might yeah. be worth spending the three dollars and ninety nine cents to, <laughs> to rent. I, it. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. I have seen it streaming a couple times over the last mm-hmm. uh, decade. We've been doing this. I will. I will make sure that we sack it if we get a chance because yeah. that's one of those. I would just love to to Ooh, talk to you. Yeah. About but is it sackable? That's that's a that's. Oh. I mean, it yeah. is it's a weird one because i it is one of the best five modern westerns made it's in my top three probably but it has lots of material that we could talk about i think okay oh yeah i would love to hear clips from open range with michael jeter and uh uh, duval robert duval has so many great lines in that then then i will wait i'll give it some time when i see it streaming I won't say, oh, let me watch this. I'll say, all right, let's sack it. Yeah. All right. All right. Open Fair range. enough. Fair enough. Coming, coming soon-ish. Yeah. <laughs> Hell of a thing. Uh, right. So, all right. 
Man, this is a hard one to sack because there's so much. Uh, here, let me give you some trivia. This is some fun stuff. I talked about Daniel Beer earlier. Uh, he's the Randy character from the raft. He almost died from hypothermia. The water was so cold, his body turned green. Uh, the crew wanted him to continue acting, but director Michael McCormick said, uh, can't do it. He'll die. And so he went to the hospital, made full recovery, and everything was fine. Uh, here's my favorite uh, bit of trivia. Barbara Eden. This is before, by the way, this is before I get to our film sack trolls out there who are doing yeoman's amazing work this month by the way i love your emphasis on the name say that name like that again like barbara eden uh, you didn't emphasize it like oh, that. Barbara, <laughs> eden, barbara eden barbara eden uh was originally cast as the hit and run driver annie lansing during the last segment uh the hitchhiker but had to drop out prior to filming due to her mother falling ill so we almost had the genie as the that's uh, all right we get uh bond girl lois childs i'm totally fine with that yeah, she was good she was great. i thought she was fun yeah i yeah. love when she was talking to herself yeah. i love when she called herself i think i said you're seeing things bitch you can't live with it <laughs> right, <laughs> right exactly. i captured that we'll play that's, that later you know yeah. talking about her husband oh you know pun- punctual frank always gonna be there at 11 30 and then he was out yeah he couldn't be because he was busy meeting with stephen king and talking about the hit and run yep this is all true. Okay, so okay, okay. Best Bond girl name of all time, <laughs> Brian Ibbett. Oh, pussy galore! Come on. Yeah, uh, kind of have to I say that. Right. Yeah, there's no, there's no comparison, right? It's the worst yeah, movie. What, what, what? Okay, what are you? What were you gonna say? Like Christmas well, because, Jones? Or uh, no, because uh, because this this actress played Holly Goodhead. Holly oh yeah, Goodhead. <laughs> that's yeah. pretty good. I. It, it's not as good as Pussy Galore. Sorry, that's right. Yeah. That's what everybody thought being a secret agent would provide for you. Yeah, is Pussy I, Galore. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but the, but Pussy isn't a first name. I'm sorry. I it's mean, it not. shouldn't be, but there <laughs> it is. There it is. <laughs> the world would be a better place if it was. Right <laughs> now, I hated the soundtrack in this movie, but I had a note here that I wanted to t- show to Ibbett because maybe oh. he knows who this is or knows more than we do. Okay. But much of the soundtrack was performed by legendary keyboardist Rick Wakeman from the English band oh. Yes. So yeah, the, Rick Wakeman. Really? Yeah. Okay, I didn't catch that. I, didn't I must either. have. I must not have lasted through the credits. His <laughs> his style did not come through though, or whatever. No, really to, didn't. The style yeah. of yes, I should say. But yeah, the, right. in fact, I kind of I kind of hated it. I captured a few bits. I'll play later that I really disliked. So you guys can hear that. Now here, here are here are the people who are. Uh, after further scrutiny, scrutiny, I have learned are our people. Okay, these are our people doing the good work on IMDb. Number one, right. this is so timely. It's literally since we last spoke, someone went in there and put Nicholas Cage was originally considered for the role of the creep. <laughs> oh, that has to be good. <laughs> really? Yep, I love it. Not a chance. That's true, and that's totally I, our people. <laughs> Four people found this interesting. Yep. I can tell you they are. And then my then the the really the the topping thing here is again one of our people put in there. Arnold Schwarzenegger was considered for the role of Old Chief Woodenhead. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, those wooden oh, God, abs are pretty good. tight. Oh my oh, gosh! Oh man, it's gonna be. I hope that I hope that uh, no one gets wise to this, and, and you know the IMDb folks, because I'd hate for it to happen like YouTube, where all of a sudden you know you can lock. Or you have right. to have a, a a special kind of login to be able to edit or something. Right. And I think you may well, already do. I just don't know. I don't know yeah. how that actually works. If you submit something, you have to have an account. And do they flag you if it's if you keep putting Right, exactly. Stuff? Does it get tied to your name and all of a sudden it's like, all right, well, yeah. uh, Larry Fredericks <laughs> just put up another thing about Nicolas Cage being considered for the role. <laughs> Got to keep going, though, guys. So I'm keep it up. Creep. I love it. 
we're behind you 100%. Keep it up. Don't stop. We want to know Boy, next the, week. Yeah. I tell you what, the voice of the creep sure sounded like Clancy Brown to me. I know it was, uh, you know, it sounds more like it's current actually, Clancy Brown than. Right. Than, there's two, there's two credits in the, for that. Joe Silver does the creep voice apparently at some point in time. And then, uh, Tom, I guess Tom, Tom Savini Sp- does the prologue. Okay. Well, Tom Savini is the one in the rubber in the suit. mask. Yeah. Yeah. And I he assume may not, he may not be doing the, the actual voice. Oh, good. Point. I thought the voice changed at some point and I was like, that sounds different. How do we know him? What, what, do you, what are we supposed to know? Tom Savini from? Uh, from dusk till dawn. He's the, yeah. uh, I mean, he's a special effects guy, makeup guy big time we've seen his work in a bunch of things but the only time we've seen him on screen he was one of the guys um it was him and the uh the black guy that, that were in the they were kind of like the the guys who knew what was going on and understood what was going on in from dust till dawn like they were more prepared for oh. for it to turn into vampire town at the you know okay yeah now dust. i remember that by the way has anyone seen that series dust till dawn i heard that was good Speaking of things that were remade or whatever, I hear that's actually pretty solid. It's a, uh, it's on that Rodriguez channel. He made his own channel or whatever. I love his channel. <laughs> really? Yeah. El Rey Network. Yeah, El Rey. Is it El Rey? El Rey. Yeah. El Rey. Yeah, and it's full of like super actiony mm-hmm. uh, Tarantino Rodriguez style stuff. Yeah. Yeah, they have like a theme uh saturdays where they do all kinds of just you know one week it may be kung fu or one week it may be something else and you just it's just fun and it's they've got like cool, a lot yeah. of uh, it's like cool. all day just like in between like behind the scenes kind of things mm-hmm. it's, it's good i like it yeah no it's super cool actually i just don't get i don't have tv so i don't see it very often but i noticed that was on netflix now it might be worth checking out uh-huh. um i wrote down here i liked george kennedy a lot that guy had a cool career Although this yeah. is a weird thing. Oh, and the the Indian uncle that comes at the end, the Native American uncle, rich uncle, shows up at the end. He's like thanking the big wooden thing and knows what happened there to his nephew. But at the same time, I'm like, dude, there are bodies think, in there. Go in there. Right. <laughs> I, I think the twist at the end of that one was the fact that he was he was the mastermind behind everything that was going on. Really? The uncle I was? Think, yeah, I think he was very gangsta about the whole thing because he oh, was killing I- all of his enemies. Yeah, but the old people shouldn't have gotten know. killed in that. that was I bad. hey, I didn't say it was fact. That's just I like to think. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I like to think. Mm. It would have. I would have appreciated it if they depicted something like that. Like if they had depicted yeah. the older the older man would communicating like with Chief Woodenhead. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're like yeah. if he walked by and threw some paint or something on him, like it's like oh, and gave yeah. him the warrior paint or something. When it came simple. to life, and he goes, boy. <laughs> <laughs> i was laughing so hard oh i love that moment i laughed and laughed i thought that was great um okay yeah, i yeah, sorry go ahead i just want to say one one thing about that like as pure uh writing and 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 uh depiction like i grew up i didn't grow up really close to indian country but i definitely for a long time and in the 80s and 90s i intersected with plenty of people coming on or off reservations they never ever wore headbands guys i'm sorry i just <laughs> yeah it is just like i see i see these guys get out of a car they're wearing headbands and a feather yeah and i'm just like what are you doing <laughs> it's Hollywood? pretty it's that pretty dumb wrong. yeah it's pretty dumb they don't handle right. that stuff right well again bill tench is playing this indian kid like yeah. i and i knew something was up like i could tell that i'm like yeah it doesn't look like a he was born you know I, this is, seems racially weird but then now that you've said it, I'm like, oh, yeah, they didn't care at all. 
top to bottom first yeah yeah the first sequence is just it's racially bad it's just like bad it like i i i think there's maybe one actor in the whole thing you know mm-hmm. that that belongs to be playing the role. Yep. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure the older white moon man was uh, uh, played by someone who's who's Hispanic. Which, I mean, it's closer than <laughs> than Bill Tench, but sure. I don't know. It's just <laughs> it was the it was whole weird. thing. It's just sad. Very weird. I think they could have done better. How about this? Check this out. Get up here and grab a bucket. All right, chicken a bucket. I found a bucket clip. So I'm oh, nice. Uh, here's, uh, the chick in the bucket for me is everybody who was hanging out with Stephen King when they got to the scene of the crime, they all just were there for no reason. Yeah, they were there to there. confirm yeah. the death and then make a cameo. And then that guy calls his wife and the lady says, what's up? And that's it. They're done out. Mm-hmm. No more of that. And I thought for sure we'd get some follow-up, but we didn't get anything. Are you talking about the ones who found? Yes. The found body? the body. Yeah. Oh, right. but wasn't, wasn't that her husband who found the body? Oh. Didn't he like show up at the house later? Wasn't that? Wait him? a minute. That's I was the same wondering guy? if that was the case because that would be that would That's be at least late. a little tiny bit of a twist. Oh, I didn't <laughs> but, realize that was but, him. You know, is it? I him? think it like, was. A, it, I put it together like that. It looked like the same guy, but maybe also, all white, maybe all rich white guys look the same to me. I don't know. Yeah. Also, this is a pretty on the nose uh, uh, example of Chicken a Bucket. Uh, Annie's lover, played by David Beecroft. Uh, spends the rest of the third sequence in that bed. He's just laying. Oh, he yeah. leaves him there. No, he, yeah. he stays yeah. right there. Yeah, he's got nowhere to go and nothing to do. So, like the whole well, he has a little something to do. Driving around in the woods. He, less less of a chicken in a bucket and more of a gigolo in the bed. Yeah, gigolo in the bed. But he's got he's got <laughs> stuff to do because he's got all those Stephen King novels that are propped around him. I don't right, know if you guys product yeah. placement. Yes, yeah. confirmed that uh, Annie's husband is the guy who uh, reports the hit and run. And oh, that's why he's I completely oh. missed that. Completely missed that. I don't know why. And I, I, and like I, yeah. I kind of suspected, but wasn't sure. And yeah, she did die from carbon monoxide poisoning because the right, garage door right. was closed, and that was yeah. and kind of subtly. Was. Yes, right. So the yeah. she so so the guy was never real. Then he was never. I mean, he was real well, he when was he real. when she first hit him, but. Right, but I mean, crazy. but I mean the part where he's always going, thanks for the ride, lady, and like smearing his blood all over her, and then her running into that tree over and over. That's just her running into a tree over and over. She went crazy. Right, because right, she's, right. she's lost her mind. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. Then that part I feel better about, because I thought I was kind of going crazy. <laughs> I don't think it was pretty dumb. <laughs> um, all right, uh, also, a uh, thing that grossed me out, <laughs> take a wild guess what grossed me out the most. What do you guys think? Mm. Oh, so many. <laughs> the one it's uh, very short and it's very particular that really got me <laughs> boy can you give us a hint as to which uh scene it's yes in? it's well, in a couple th- of throw-up scenes it's I know in the, that. yeah the barf scenes and eh, whatever it's fake food in their mouth whatever it doesn't yeah that stuff doesn't bother me although this a double barf in a movie is rare i don't think we've had that it is rare yeah, yeah too i was waiting for a third one i know happen. she should have puked when uh she, she got out of the car and saw the dead body right right, right. yeah no that's a, that was your moment and they missed it she was too crazy Easily. talking to herself if I do the math, every orgasm plus five of these. <laughs> oh, but carry the one, and there's tax. <laughs> oh, I think I just had another orgasm. Oh, no. Well, then I can't afford this Mercedes. <laughs> anyway, so when, uh, sorry, what was I saying? Oh, the grow. Okay, it, it was, was in the second, yeah, second know, thing. It was know. in the raft. And it wasn't, uh, uh, the other hint is it wasn't like the obvious things, like their faces falling off or any of that. Right. That's, was it some kind of weird boobness? Like, did she like a, like an inverted nipple that no. you didn't like or something? Oh, no. All right, just checking. No, right. I didn't look that. Close You're weird. I didn't look that close <laughs> to that. No, it was. I'll just say it. it was a. Uh, it's when the 
dumb one who decided to smoke later out of the car was just fingering the goo. Like, get your finger oh, out yeah, of there. Yeah, it looked like yeah. mucusy freaking, <laughs> like something out of somebody's a hole. Yeah, yeah, get out of there, dude. Yeah. Why would you do that? Yeah. And I know that's just a special effect too, right? I know that, but there was something pussy about it. Ugh. Is it pussy galore? Yeah, pussy nah. galore. <laughs> <laughs> My uh, least favorite James Bond girl name. <laughs> pussy galore. <laughs> nice. By the way, yeah, don't hang out with her. That's she's not. <laughs> if only that joke would work on Twitter. Unfortunately, right, it's spelled right. exactly it's the so same way. Context, <laughs> right? It's only audio that that one works. Yep. Uh, it's, English is a weird language. All right. And the other thing I wrote down was. Uh, we used to have the thing in the show, black guy dies first. And this one, black guy refuses to die ever. <laughs> the oh, difference. True, true. <laughs> like that guy would just not die. Just keep right. going. Thanks for the ride, lady. Yeah. And then by the end, he was still just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but he gets stolen unseared. I just run a ride, lady. Yeah. That was pretty, pretty great as I was hanging out. There's some good effects in here. Good practical yeah. makeup and whatever. Oh, whatever. Sure. And I wasn't sure until about, I don't know. It took a while to find out the movie was even rated R because pretty pretty normal yeah, until once the, you got to the raft yeah well yeah. And, well i mean i mean you didn't even hear an f-bomb until bill tent showed up behind the thing and then started making threats and mm-hmm. stuff in the store and i went oh right this is r so this will probably have gore oh okay there's some gore like her getting shot in the shot in the side with a shotgun and then having it sort of all over her body <laughs> seeping blood that's awful oh man it is but it's so, but it's so disguised. Like it's, you know, it's not outright gore. It's just kind of like uh, per- perceived gore, intended gore. It's you worse. never actually it's almost see. worse, right? Like almost, yeah, worse. almost worse. Exactly. Yeah, that poor lady. Uh, we haven't really even talked about the wraparound. The, you know, the animated. It's weird. It is really weird, and it feels like it's it's so unnecessary until you get to the the Venus flytraps, and you wonder if like, oh, okay, so he had this written, and then decided that the only way they could do the special effects of those uh venus flytraps eating the kids is to do it as a cartoon that's that's my thinking kind of my thinking too right right yeah did the first movie have the cartoon interstitial or was it live action it had it had some cartoon stuff but not nearly as much as this one okay okay i can't, i just don't i mean i have such a small memory of that but somebody on twitter was saying oh i love the animation it's so cool and innovative i don't know man <laughs> i think it it's, looked really bad not a it fan. looked really bad. There were points where it looked like Ralph Bakshi, like the especially the uh, the big dude, uh, Fatso uh, animated Fatso dude. Yeah, Rhino, I guess is his name. Uh, there were times when his you know the, his facial movements absolutely Ralph Bakshi esque, yeah. like very right, right, right. very in that style. Yeah, and that kind and that, of yeah, me, and, me and me and Ibit <laughs> talked about this offline, but I, I did a little deeper dive on the animator there and it looks like they just grew up at the same time and just maybe has some of the same influences but maybe yeah, yeah. right brian did you say a genre you say a genre I sure did <laughs> a genre okay genre making sure i heard that right oh i'm gonna be sad when he dies sorry that's morbid uh moving on hey uh let's do clips uh do anyone have anything else to say about any of the three segments there's so much here i feel like i'm missing things but I don't want to just run over it if anyone has a major plot point they wanted to make sure to bring out. Nope. All right. Yeah, no, no. Pretty straightforward. Clips. Yeah. Just wish it would have been, you know, more of a twist. Yeah. Give us give us something. Give us a twist, yo. All right. Here is a uh here are some clips then. These are here uh, I start this with some eighties ass music. So here's some real fun eighties music early on. <laughs> Uh, 
Boy, is that there is some Rick Wakeman right there. Yeah, oh, there it is. Yep. Yeah. That, that's maybe the part Go where nuts. you could tell that that totally. was him. Go nuts. Explore the space with your keyboards there, Rick Wakeman. <laughs> explore the sp- I hate that phrase, explore the space. <laughs> explore the space. It's not good. All right, here's a okay, here's a reference I didn't get. This is George Kennedy climbing the wooden Indian to, and said this to it. Jimmy crack corn and I don't care. As long as I'm drinking Jimmy's crack corn. <laughs> I don't get it. Okay. Yeah, are those are those the actual lyrics? <laughs> no. But that okay, was... good, because I only know the first part of the Jimmy crack corn and I don't care, and you repeat that for a while, but I never never knew what the continuation of the lyrics were. Yeah, but the whole there was a lot of there were a lot of version. puns. Mm. Yeah, there were a lot of puns and you know little takes on stuff like that throughout this whole movie. They're like corn based alcohol that he's making a reference yeah, to. Like yeah, 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 yeah. All right, that's fine. Uh, here's that's him. Fine. I... Here's him getting excited about a visit. Oh, there's Benjamin White Moon. Oh, it's Benjamin White Moon. Things are about to go real bad. For <laughs> I me. loved his gentle nature in this film. I mean, yeah. It was yeah. So nice. yeah. Yeah. Did you feel like the wife was going to do like she she sure perked up when the turquoise jewelry showed up? I thought for sure. And I'd seen this before and I'd completely forgotten about the, the hoodlums. But I thought, oh, she's going to do something with the the uh, turquoise jewelry right, and it's going to make the right. Indian come to life or the wooden Indian yeah. come to life. And, yeah, that's yeah. what I thought, too. It seemed like it was a cursed bag. You know, like right, careful, right. don't get mugwai wet kind of moment. And it didn't happen. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, here's some more music, and it's really bad. This is a different kind. This is when they're trying to be all melancholy about how the store hasn't done what they wanted and the place is kind of deserted and blah, blah, blah. Here you go. Just stop. <laughs> Just stop. After school special. Yeah. That's yeah. how it felt. Oh, yeah. mom, sometimes I just don't yeah. feel fresh. Well, Jenny. <laughs> exactly. That that happens again when in the third sequence when the woman is freaking out and just driving. Mm-hmm. There's there's music and I'm like, what is what after school special is she in? Why is this music so like like <laughs> yes. I, don't, I don't know. I don't want to say no, totally like yeah. yeah, it's before the hit and run after she's leaving the uh it it just feels so 100% out of place. It's so positive and peppy. Yeah, it's wrong. It's a wrong yeah. choice. Yeah. T- blame yes. Say no to yes is what I would say. Say no to yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Here's awkward goodbyes. Good afternoon, Martha Spruce. Goodbye, Benjamin. I mean, <clears throat> good afternoon. <laughs> oh, heaven forbid you. <laughs> uh, but I, I walked around for us today and kept her buddy. Goodbye, Martha Spruce. I'm going to start using full names when I say goodbye to people. Right. Right. Like goodbye. What do I say? Goodbye, Kim Sones Johnson. I'll say that. Goodbye to my wife later. Uh, all right. Here's what is this? Oh, this is the, the, the they've now shown up in their a holes, and here's the fat guy laughing and saying how. So here you go. How? <laughs> fat guy laugh. I guess. Yeah. Uh, here it is again. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I, I I couldn't wait for Fatso to get it. <laughs> yeah, you knew he was gonna yeah. though. It was just yes, a matter of time. Exactly. Uh, here's a what? Oh, this is the other guy who we barely get to know. He's almost a chicken in the bucket himself, although he dies, of course. But the the rich kid uh, says this. Yeah, wants to run us out of town, Sheriff. He looked familiar to me, and annoyed he did. me. He does, yeah. he does some pretty good voice work. I was really kind of excited. It annoyed me. I hated it. I, I kind of liked it. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Look, you're Andy Kavanaugh. Yeah. Uh, what do we know him from? 
uh, I'm sorry. The the actor is Donald Patrick Harvey. Uh, let's see. Episode of Miami Vice. He's Garber in Die Hard 2. He's Snickers in Hudson oh, Hawk. Oh, oh my God. He's totally Snickers. Whoa. Like, Whoa. Wow. Really? It just came up this week. Wait. Garber. Uh, Garber in uh, uh, Die Hard 2. Die Garber. Hard. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know who that is. Look uh, it up real quick. Sounds like a second in charge kind of guy. Let's see. Better off dead. Tank girl. <laughs> there he is. Uh, Weird. Uh, Batman Beyond. He's the voice of Charles Bunce or Chucko. There you go. Boy, uh, lots of one episode kind of stuff, unfortunately. Not nothing uh, where he's he's Detective Garcia in Taken 3. And his most <laughs> recent thing is uh, Better Call Saul uh, Season 4, Episode 1, Smoke. Okay. He's a cab driver. I'll be watching that soon. There that's you go. Cool. Well, that's weird. All <laughs> these things have come up in the last few days. It totally. And here's this Hulk guy. And Better Call Saul. And, yeah. Weird. That's weird. Also, Die Hard 2. We need to finally get around to that. That's our problem. We should make that happen. Right. right. Sipowitz is in that, man. Sipowitz. Anyway. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's Close see. on thank goodness. Yeah, no kidding. All right. Here's uh, Blow Off is what? Whoops. Move, lady, or I'm going to blow off your old man's agobishis. Agobajish. Agobajish. Is that a, it's like. No idea. No idea. None. Sounds like a word that was made up for this, uh, for this. (laughs) Okay. But play it again. All right. I want to interpret this. One more time. Here's Bill Tench saying a word that's probably, I don't know, Cherokee or something. Here we go. Move, lady, or I'm going to blow off your old man's agobajish. Agobajish. I have no idea. That's weird. I don't know what it is. Someone's going to write in from the nation of something and say you guys are I can't believe i'm googling native american for penis yeah <laughs> that won't i show thought up. i thought something <laughs> nuts well probably uh it won't it certainly won't follow you into some nsa database, no they should probably should have done this in an incognito window yeah. oh, well you should have just typed in cherokee nuts <laughs> <laughs> and if they ask you you say well this my, my tires my, my favorite car. song by share by the way oh <laughs> cherokee nuts i know cherokee <laughs> nuts so sorry what so I just looked up the script, the movie script for Creep Show 2. Yeah. And it says it says the line just ends in Navajo. Navajo in parentheses. That's it. Okay. So it's a Navajo word. Yeah. yeah. I think Shoot. he made it up. There's a there's a Navajo uh, living in my house, but unfortunately she's my son's girlfriend and there's no way I'm gonna ask her if that's Oh come on, go ask. You got to uh, wait. We'll wait here. So weird. Yeah. <laughs> Move, lady, or I'm going to blow off your old man's dot, 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 parentheses, Navajo. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe it is Navajo for something. That's a bummer because I really would like to Google that phrase. Yeah. Oh, uh, See if it's a common thing or not. All right. How about yeah. this? Uh, oh, this is his, about his hair. Nine years it took me to grow this hair, man. I'm not just f-ing around here. It doesn't sound That's like. That's actually my favorite. I love so that. that- that wasn't Patrick Swayze. <laughs> it sounds a lot. That's my point is it doesn't sound like the modern Bill Tench character at all. Like huh. voice wise, this is a different human being. He's just so different than, I mean, he was young, wow. obviously, but, uh, all right. No more. Oh, I like this line too. No more eating dust for a living. Oh yeah. How about, uh, Hollywood? There ain't no dust in Hollywood, man. Okay. How about his hair is going to get me paid and late. All right. How about mm-hmm. that? Over here, lady. Over here, lady. <laughs> He did, that. <laughs> like that one. he did that a lot where he would repeat himself to tell people yeah. what to do. Hey, Over Fatso, here, do this. Hello. And then, Fatso, I said, do this. He was like always double <laughs> double doing it. 
All right, uh, here's a here's some gang talk. We all go home, round up whatever shit we want to take. A rich boy, you pick me up at eleven. Then we'll go get fat stuff. <laughs> How about it, fat stuff? <laughs> he, goes, <laughs> <laughs> he, he for some reason the actor refused to say fatso. The character was named Fatso. He refused to ever once say Fatso. But he found fat stuff is okay. Oh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. In the script, it says Fatso. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, Absolutely. That's crazy. I mean, fat stuff seems like it would be more like a, uh, you know, your gig name. (laughs) Right. What's your gig name? Fat stuff. Fat stuff. What'd they name it after? Big boned. Yeah. They named it after those huge Oreos with all the stuff in the middle. All right, here's the, uh, I don't know what this, I don't remember this. Well, kiddies, uh, that was quite a price for young Sam White to pay. To pay. I don't, what? SpongeBob, it's yeah, time the... to make some more crusty crab burgers. <laughs> I love, I love the pun there with the yeah. word to pay. I mean, yeah. do you though? I mean, not really. <laughs> I do. Okay. I mean, you love it ironically. You love it really. Like, where creep, do you... creep dad joke. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> creep show. Hashtag blessed. All right. Here's one. Uh, <laughs> something about Poncho. I don't remember. Oh, come on, Poncho. You said you sobered up, man. Oh, I think they were already out in the river. Mm-hmm. Or uh, I kind of, because there wasn't a lot of great yeah. dialogue before. Yeah, this that. Was yeah after he was the, on the raft. This was after the, uh, they first see the muck floating around and heading towards them. Yep. Here's more of that. This thing doesn't look like an accident. It looks like it's on purpose. It looks on purpose. <laughs> it looks like it's on purpose. Who yeah. made this? What is this? <laughs> uh, so good. So dumb. I, I really, it is my favorite segment, though, I think, of the three. I enjoyed it. Oh, really? I think I like the hitchhiker. Oh, the hitchhiker. I said, mean, just in terms of quality, I think the hitchhiker's. Yeah, the hitchhiker is much more memorable. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm torn. Yeah, and I got to go with the old uh, Chief Woodenhead because he, Chief Woodenhead himself, murders people, and in one in one murder, he's a shadow on the wall. That's what I can't beat that. That was great. I almost gifted on a on a garage door. Yeah, I meant to gift that moment and I didn't. I got a few other good ones. There's some good gifts in this movie. Gift potential high in uh, Creep Show too. All right, here's this uh, the him getting mad at Poncho right here. Oh wait. Did I already do this? This thing doesn't look like it. Oh, yeah, I did that. Okay, here's the poncho bit. What is this shit, poncho? Ooh, jeez. All right, fine. <laughs> Apparently, it's still close to the, uh, the the fake foreigner music playing in the car at that point. Yep. Uh, here's, uh, oh, okay. This is just don't leave me. Don't leave us here. Don't. I'm fast and I can make it. <laughs> you know what? He's right. That thing was the slow-ass movingest thing. <laughs> Everybody right? just jump in and swim away. Now that it's under the unit, Jump in, yeah. swim as fast as you can to the shore, and then don't be on the shore very long. Get up off the shore, get to your car, and go home, you bunch of dicks. Oh, they're the worst, these kids. But that's part of the fun, I guess. All right. Now, normally, Ibbit's mom sends me tapes. All right? <laughs> Good. I think I might get a reprieve this week. I yeah. think uh, somebody else's. Yeah, yeah, tapes about, you know, prom night and just growing up stuff normally. But I got one this time from Randy's mom, and it was very kind of, of her to do this. It was really Hold sweet. Hold on a second. Yeah. Uh, My mom, who <laughs> the extent of her technological usage is Facebook, which oh. she is really good at, by the way. Well, she just mailed My you mom... a cassette. That's all this is, just a cassette. Oh, okay. I 
that makes sense because I'm sure she still uses a cassette player, and, and I'm sure of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's still got all these old tapes. A of you micro when you were cassette player, even right. And this was yeah. she has tape. I don't know how she got it, but this is prom night for you. And this is what your girlfriend said uh, in the evening. I don't have context for what was going on. I mean, it could have been weird. I don't know. But this is what she said. Whoops. Here you go. I'm freezing, Randy. I'm numb all over. Okay. All right. Did you <laughs> Did you give her a little, you slip her a little something? Like I don't know what you did. I'm just okay. saying. I don't Jeez, know. At least let her wear your letter jacket, Randy. <laughs> I did. I did grow up on a river that sometimes got a little cold. So. Yeah. Yeah. I had one of those too. Yeah. We had a swimming hole and a guy died in it once. Anyway, moving on. Whoa, what? Yeah, we had, so I don't know if you guys, probably outside of Utah, no one knows about this, but in 1983, we had the biggest, most like kind of horrific overflow fl- flooding we've ever had in the valley. And it was from so much snow that winter that the following spring, the runoff was just flooding every river, every waterway, everything. And so even mainstream downtown Salt Lake City was sandbagged into a river form and there was no traffic on it for about, I don't know, three weeks where just a giant river was running down main street. Anyway, a river runs through it. Where I live was this uh, river called big cottonwood Creek or is it little cottonwood Creek, whatever it is. And there was a swimming hole. We used to swim in all the time over by this, by this uh, uh, bridge. And one night when all this stuff was going on and we were all, everybody was sandbagging everything. And that river was cresting and whatever. I watched the police pull the body of like some 33 year old dude out. Oh, who man. had fallen in uh, up the river some and then had just died, you know, had drowned him there and they'd pulled him out. You know, what's funny. You said this was an old man. Well, at the time it seemed like old man because I was what, 14 and, or no, what was I in? Right. 83. They pulled this really old man out. It's probably 13 or 14. And I, and I remember just being, I was blown away by that. In fact, I think it kind of put me in shock because I'd never really seen a dead body. You ever seen a dead body? That whole thing. I'd never seen one. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was all movies and, you know, never seen a dead person. And I think I was in shock because later that night I woke up, apparently, I don't remember this, but I woke up and walked around the house, barfed on my ma- my mom's couch, and then fell asleep on the floor and curled up in a ball. And everyone oh, thinks it's because I sweet. had like a, like, a, like a weird shock reaction. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. But what was great is the couch I barfed on looked like barf naturally. So it, <laughs> it just blended right in. It blended right in. You yeah. never really knew, you know, you could just kind of wipe it down. a black light to figure out where the barf was so you could clean it up. <laughs> exactly. And we had no use of the CSI people, so it never had to happen. It was great. Um, all right. Here's six plus more. I counted six orgasms and you probably had others. Whoa. Really? Mm. I wouldn't know that part. Okay. The, let's the, break let's break it down and, the, and you probably yeah. had others part is this is concerning to me because why would he say that or why would he know that or why would he probably he had others while i was in the other room yeah. fixing <laughs> a sandwich <laughs> while i was fueling up for your next orgasm you had more when i was gone <laughs> i just thought that was weird all right stephen king saying what the heck happened hey buddy what the f- happened that's about all you get out of that dude yeah well, no, that's not true. There's a little more here. What's happening? What do you think's happening? The guy got creamed. That's what happened. There you go. That's about all you I get. think you took that guy's wallet. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as fun as his Chia Pet thing he did in the first one. But. No, no, it really isn't. Like, boy, it seemed like there were so many more opportunities for him to make a cameo than just truck driver dude who drives by to see the hit and run. Such a weird dude. Yeah. Uh. All right. This is that line Dunaway likes. Here you go. You're seeing things, bitch. There you go. That's pretty good. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good line. 
Uh, oh, Lois. Then she then she yells this. I got you. And then she says, I, I ran over some guy. That's pretty good. I'm going to use that. <laughs> that. Is that her explaining, like fake explaining, you know, how she's going to uh, explain to the cops or something or to her husband? I don't know. She's just yelling at herself in that car. There was a lot of self-dialogue in that car with her. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was super into it. Uh, and so I'd say that segment. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well done. Now time for us to dive into this. The film sack checklist. Two barfs for the price of one. Check. That firebird battery won't last forever. Check. And finally, <laughs> creepily macking on your fellow lake buddy while she's sleeping. Check. Gross. Uh, Trek Connection. Tom Wright is the hitchhiker. And he's the dude what got pummeled over and over and over. In Voyager, he played two Vicks in the episode Two Vicks. <laughs> hmm. Not just uh, one Vic, but yeah. two Vicks. Yep, I kind of remember that one. And I remember him being good. So there's where that guy came from. And then you got Frank Celesdo, who played Ben Whitemoon, uh, the older man. Mm-hmm. He was the Native American guy in the background of the rec, uh, recreation deck scenes in TNG. He played it, uh, and that was on Star Trek The Motion Picture. In TNG, he played a tribal council member in the seventh season episode, Journey's End. So there's that. Okay. So Ben Whiteman huh. getting around. Said goodbye, Martha, whatever, as he as he walked by. <laughs> uh, so, okay, there you go. Uh, soundtrack grade, give it a T for pretty terrible. I thought it was kind of bad. It's just not remotely mm-hmm. good. <laughs> There's nothing about it no. I can say is good. Uh, Twitter post, this is where you guys sum it up in 280 characters or less. Let's start this week. With Randy. Creepshow 2. You know what? People just want to get it on. Whether it's with Bikini Babes or $150 Gigolos or the promise of whatever must be going on in Hollywood, people are thirsty and they're trying to have sexy sex and they must be punished. Right. (laughs) It's true. This is true. You stayed in your 280. Nice job. Uh, Also, Brian Dunaway. Oh, hi. Creepshow 2. Like a war chief without paint on a dry day. That's a scalpin. <laughs> or I fought the lake, but the blob won. Oh. <laughs> Thanks for the ride, lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? I I'm I feel so dumb. Why? I honestly thought that uh, Chief Woodenhead cut off the guy's hair. I didn't. It didn't occur to me for a while that that was a scalping. Yeah, it was oh, a yeah. scalp. Right. scalping. Because totally earlier, the earlier the character had pro- brought up the cutting of the hair like the samson mm-hmm. fable par- parable whatever and now so now i'm seeing him getting scalped but i'm thinking oh it's just a haircut mm-hmm. <laughs> and then like <laughs> some time goes by and i'm like oh the wait worst, that's an actually that's a scalping. the worst thing you could possibly do is cut that guy's beautiful flowing hair that's yeah, gonna make him so actually, much money in hollywood mm-hmm. all right yeah it's a pretty I, good, I admitted it pretty good shot of him getting yanked through the uh, bathroom uh, wall i like that mm-hmm. that was bad yeah, it was a good time um Finally, Brian Ibbett. Creep show two. Sorry, dirty teenagers. Lakes closed. Overgrown, no swimming sign out shot outside. Should have told you. <laughs> I like this character we never get to see. He would have been great. Right. Yeah. 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 I'm sad that we didn't get to have John him. Candy as the blob. Great. Here's this. In my hands, just handed to me the uh, alternate title for this film. Let me open this up. This was almost called. What is a long one? This is a story about Dangerous Dean and the case of his missing class ring. Oh, it rhymes. That's nice. I like that. 
Uh, oh yeah, the class ring. They're so focused on that class they ring. They really were, and having it kind of pop off as he got yanked through there. Mm-hmm. He needed yeah, yeah. to die though. He sucks his little yellow bikini banana hammock thing. He yes. sucks. He was yeah. into yellow. Boy, that was uh, yeah, that was almost X-rated there. That yellow bikini and the way he was yanking at it, I kept thinking he was trying to take it off. I'm like, dude, not now. Don't don't take that off. But he was trying to just <laughs> right. take out the pot or whatever he had. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, and then it was also almost called Indian Sliver. Get it? Oh. It's like Indian <laughs> Giver. <laughs> But he's a made of wood, so he's you know sl- a sliver. See, <laughs> okay, yeah, right. yeah. Took a minute, yep. but we all got it now. Yeah, I uh, got a couple yep. things to play here. One's an email, one's a call. This first one came to us to filmsackergmail.com. It came from Jeff, who says, "Hello, Sackers. I thoroughly enjoyed the Vampire's Kiss episode as I pondered the memes that are because of Nicolas Cage was in this movie. That, that was one of the big revelations, by the way. Is a lot of people are like, I've seen this him like him pointing." meme a billion times i've seen that yes. gif a thousand right. times and never knew what it Am was I for. through alva yeah that whole thing was really revelatory for a lot of our listeners but anyway it says multiple times you discussed his accent and how it fell off throughout the movie as i was listening i noticed where i had heard cage use a similar aff- affectation it was in gone in 60 seconds i could swear that cage's character in gone in 60 seconds memphis reigns was his name is at the Ferrari dealership and discussing cars with the salesman. He uses almost the exact same accent, not quite English, and it is certainly pretentious and seems intentional. For example, I've been in L.A. for three months now. I have money. I have taste, but I'm not on anybody's A-list, or I'm not on anybody's A-list, and Saturday night is the loneliest night of the week for me. That's the, the clip. Now, he sent me a YouTube video. I did a horrible version of it. Let's see if this is better. Um, hold on. i got to pull it up into YouTube. Okay, here we go. This is that line. It's not My name really is Roger, sir. May I be of some help? That's funny. My name is Roger. Two Rogers don't make a right. <laughs> Roger, I have a problem. Yes. I've been in L.A. for three months now. I have money. I have taste. But I'm not on anybody's A-list, and Saturday night is the loneliest night of the week for me. Okay, kind of. I see it. Huh. I'd say it's it's on the Nicolas Cage spectrum, but I'd say that <laughs> his Vampire's Kiss accent is probably... Uh, three quarters of the way to his Peggy Sue got married accent. Yeah. <laughs> you if know, you drew a line from that one that we just heard to Peggy Sue got married, Vampire's Kiss is about three quarters of the way down that road. I think you're right. And I, I, I gotta say, I love Gone in sixty seconds so much. Like, I, I was just railing all over Nick Cage, having never done anything good last week, and it's like, yeah, but that, that, and Con Air are movies that i will absolutely sit and rewatch anytime yeah. oh yeah you don't be back in the box you don't even have to ask i'll watch the rock right now like right now i'll watch it oh my gosh make me want to watch the rock is what you've done nice job i want to hear him say you ever if the prom queen oh there's so much to do oh, it's so good <laughs> <laughs> anyway he finally finishes his email he says um he says this line in a nasally way that is very similar to his vampire kiss character um as a tool to disarm maybe he is aware of his choices and that he just wants to have fun or maybe i believe he is ridiculous in how he chooses to speak either way thank you for helping me remember a movie that i'm likely to watch repeatedly gone in 60 seconds keep on sacking jeff well thank you jeff uh good stuff all around now one of these is a phone call and i don't have it handy why don't i oh here it is this is about a movie we forgot to mention on a previous episode and a clarification so here you go Hey, Film Sack Crew, it's Michael here from Edmonton. Long, 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 long time listener. Love you guys so much. Just wanted to obviously add a uh, little correction in your last episode. 
uh, Hayden Christensen's movie was called Jumper. Yes, Jumper. Oh, yeah. And uh, Chris Evans was in Push. Yeah, probably a lot of people are going to tell you about that. I'm just going to be annoying with them. It's fine. Sure. <laughs> He's right. We said Push. We meant Jumper. We screwed that Jumper. up. Jumper. Yeah. I wish you would get the titles right, my friend. <laughs> You've been living in. Oh, you make me want to hear that song now, too. Nicely oh, done. then I'm sorry. Oh, whoops. Uh, anyway, hey, that's voicemail, and they can come to 801-471-0462, and we encourage that. We'd love to hear your thoughts, your feelings, your corrections, whatever it is. We're open. Our next film is a recommendation from Brian Ibbett I'd never heard of before. Also mm-hmm. on Amazon Prime, we're finishing out, well, the next, I think our next couple of yeah, movies we got are two more. movies. We two got more. two more Amazon Prime films, folks. Yeah. Stick with Amazon with us. Next week, what is it, Scott? The Gate, 1987's The Gate, which I'd never heard of before. Yes. And Brian showed a trailer, and I lost my mind. We are so looking <laughs> forward to this. It looks amazing. Here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. Sacktober is all about getting scared. It's not necessarily getting scared by something good, though. Yeah. No, and that's definitely what this is, yeah. as best I can tell. But um, it's a bunch of little uh, little critter dudes running around, and sometimes they make up a whole person, and the person falls over, and those little critter dudes go running around. Yeah, it's going to be rad. Uh, so, uh, big props to Ibit for finding it, and we will watch it next week. If you have an Amazon Prime, that's where you'll watch it. Uh, it is called again The Gate, and then the we've gate. got plans for a big Halloween month. We won't we won't give it all away yet, but uh, looking forward to we we love the that. Plus, it's our 10-year anniversary this coming month, which is nuts. Nuts. Nuts, guys. Decade Mm -hmm. of film sack. What is that even about? All right. Uh, That's going to do it for us. Thank you all for being here. As always, filmsack.com is the website you can go to to find this and everything else you're looking for. That includes links to things like our email address, filmsack at gmail.com. Our Twitter account is at filmsack. And uh, again, voicemails. Love them. Keep them coming. 801-471-0462. That will do it for this episode. Thank you all for joining us. For me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. Thanks for the ride, lady. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs> That's really the only one you could have done. Yeah. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. You're seeing things, bitch. <laughs> oh, that's, a good, that's a good one. <laughs>